and... know what it is it's episode 12 of the Kyra James podcast and I am sitting here with somebody that I am so happy that I finally got to get on here see in person and actually talk to because I really feel like she's a genius in her own right especially when it comes to like certain musicals and music type of thing I like talking to people who have different like a different perspective of music and not just the hip-hop and rap stuff that I like um, I want, uh, want everybody to say hello to Ariel. Introduce yourself, tell everybody what you do, and we're going to get into this great conversation. <laughs> Hi, everyone, and first off, thank you so much for letting me be on this podcast, <laughs> and, and, uh, my name is Ariel. I... I Yes, okay, you did. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's like the mermaid. Yeah, okay. I thought so. <laughs> but I am a actor, uh, playwright, uh, though, though playwright is, <laughs> I feel like that implies I've like written like full-fledged like work that's been produced by like some like major theater company. I mean, I, 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 I am... A playwright I am I am just learning as I go and I feel like there's nothing wrong with it because <laughs> I feel like you can't do any like if you do something right the first time it's like did you really do it right right that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. so like uh, let's get into like uh, what like what age did you get into like musicals and what like what's one of your favorite musicals of all time that is that first part, um, what age did I get into musicals, yeah. into musical theater? That's a big question. Because I look back on my life and I can think of several different points in my youth where I was like, oh, yeah. A- am I allowed to cuss on this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I really <laughs> fuck with that shit. Like, <laughs> but, um, and, 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 I, and I, I, think, I, think the, I think the answer is that there wasn't a single moment where where I realized, oh, I think I'm really into musicals. Right. It was more so there were several points, several...
several moments rather in my childhood that really that really helped to kind of build my love of musical theater as it stands today like was it anybody in your family who was already into it or did you just like was already had it in you to be you know into musicals and or was it just like one specific thing that you saw on TV and you was like that's it I mean I I think I think for me it's kind of always been in me and I don't mean that in the way of you know I was this child prodigy and in, in XYZ it was more so I've always been a very very eccentric person mm-hmm. even more so when I was a kid and as a kid, one of the things that I struggled with a lot was n- was not realizing that there are like uh, that there are um, unspoken social cues okay. that you have to to follow based on how you're perceived in the world. Right. So for me, you know. Um, before I transitioned or before I came to this realization that I am, you know, I am who I am. Right. I was perceived to be a black boy, a black dark skinned boy, and therefore I got treated as such. Right. And so there would be these moments where you know, where where I where it where I would get these messages that, oh, I have to be masculine, oh I have to be this, oh I have to be that. And me being me, I I was very much like, Oh, no thank you. Thank you, no thank you. <laughs> Right, uh, right. Toxic masculinity. No, thank you. Right, right. Like w- wearing the 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 wearing the clothes that a black little boy would wear. Right. No, thank you. Yeah. Right, and and this whole moment where I kind of thought that, um, I kind of felt like the people around me were just like do this be this and and not not in a literal way but more in a the the, the, the social messaging that you get and and i don't mean that in in a in like they were this that they were that but i mean they were just doing what people do yeah right and so for me i was very much like hmm i don't know how i feel about this little thing that i'm supposed to do and so at one point, you know, I, I learned about the Cheetah Girls mm-hmm. and like some musical, right? And 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 um, and I found myself drawn to to basically like musicals, you know, like I said, High School Musical, Camp Rock, right? Um, Cheetah Girls, which I loved. <laughs> um, I wish I got into Cheetah Girls, but I didn't. Well, and and here's the kicker: what really did it for me was High School Musical. High School Musical was it for me as a kid you ask anyone who knew me as a young young kid and the one thing they would probably tell you is that i loved high school musical it no i'm so serious too like it's you know it's like i I can tell because you're just so passionate about it too and, and, and i think for me it was this whole thing where it was just like have you seen you've seen high school musical right no and i'm gonna tell you why so when High School Musical came out, I think I was like a little too old. No, that's fair. That's fair. You I weren't think, the demographic. Yeah, you weren't the target yeah. demographic. And then like, because for me, like I knew about musicals, 
I, and I'm putting in air quotes because I can't see this, liked musicals mm-hmm. because like growing up, my aunts were like big fans of Annie. Mm. So that was and like uh, Shirley Temple mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like so, I grew up with that, mm-hmm. and then after that, it was just like. Mm. I don't think this is for me. That's fair. You know, no, like, that's fair. That, no, like, that like, was just that my fair. thing. Like, uh, what is this? Like, that's fair. And I think, I, like, in, but after a while, I hid it for so long because I started getting into Glee. Oh, we haven't, we haven't even gotten to, to, to that, to, to that part of, 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 of the world of Ariel because, ooh, ooh. Like, and then, like, on top of that, like, I don't, like, I don't want us to stay on the topic of just musicals mm-hmm. because I know like there's a broad spectrum of that mm-hmm. particular thing, like animated thing, mm-hmm. like animated movies and stuff like yep. that. Like, yep. so like, what was your favorite musical growing up? High School Musical. Okay. School I should have known that you were going to say that because like I said you were so passionate about that. <laughs> no, like, and, and it's funny because I think, you know, it, at that moment, right, I was just really just fascinated by the music because um, the, the song Stick to the Status Quo, I remember being obsessed with that. And, you know, back then, you know, I didn't, I didn't have the language I have today. And looking, and looking back, I realized why I liked it. It has really good, strong choreography. Right, okay. keeping in mind, and keeping in mind, you know, this is like a Disney Channel, mm-hmm. right? You know, I might so, have so to just check keeping it out. expectations where they're at. But, um, but you know, I think I thought his musical was a great film, and you know, it was one of my favorite movies as a kid. Um, I remember being so fascinated with Stick to the Status Quo, um, just because it was like this big, large ensemble number, and then one of my favorite parts was. Um, was Sharpay when she has her little solo moment and I'm just like yes (laughs) like just obsessed Uh, isn't um oh my god what is his fucking name I cannot think of this damn actor's name for the life of me um he was Ted Bundy Zac Efron yeah wasn't he in High School Musical that's how he got his start Okay. That's how we got okay. no so okay. so when High School Musical was in its prime, Zach Efron like he was it. He like so he was like the main guy. Well yeah yeah because it was him. And Cordon Blue right? Yeah yeah him Corbin Blue. Yeah him I said Cordon Blue. Not Cordon <laughs> not the restaurant with me. How do you say Cordon Blue? Oh, shit, I forgot about that boy. I don't know how to say that boy. No, but he's in a too. He, what's he, he's in a show right now. Oh, my God, and I'm, lit, my mind's literally going blank. Oh, Little Shop of Horror. Yeah, 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 he's in, um, yeah, he's in, he's in Little Shop of Horrors. All running off Broadway currently. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. He he either just started. I, I know it was just announced, mm-hmm. and I think he he either just started, um, in like the lead role, or he's going to start. In but lead, okay. But yeah, and I, I, oh my god, and I, I should know what this character's name is because I listen, I listen to music all the time. Seymour, Seymour, yeah. So his name is, uh, the, the lead character's name is Seymour. He's this, like, nerdy guy mm-hmm. who's, like, obsessed with plants. 
and he finds this. You know, you know about Little Shop, right? Oh, of course you do. Yeah, of course you do. Feed me, Seymour. Feed me. <laughs> that must be fresh. Must be blood. Feed me, Seymour. Yep, because again, I, again, I grew up in a house where like me and my aunts are not like far away in age. Mm-hmm. I think my one of my aunts is. 43 the other one is 39 mm-hmm. and i'm only 34 so like we're not that far apart right. in age at all so we grew up like siblings right so like all of that stuff they watched it like they watched mm-hmm. all of that shit so it was just like oh shit we gotta watch this again let's watch wrestling what the fuck are we doing here <laughs> but like i don't know like i that was just i don't like that was just things of what i you know i was into but like what so i saw that recently you saw michael jackson on uh, the musical. Mm-hmm. How was that? I enjoyed it. Yeah, you know. Was I, it just like Michael? Ja- I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Was it just like Michael Jackson or like Jackson Five? So um, the musical, MJ. So MJ the musical is a show about the life of Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. and it's set right before his, I believe, 1992 Dangerous tour. Okay. Um, and it's set in a uh, rehearsal studio in L.A. The premise of it is that, you know, he's, like, rehearsing for the tour. And and you have this, like, MTV uh, journalist and her cameraman. And basically, they're trying to interview Michael. And they're trying to kind of see, you know, who is Michael as a person rather than the pop star mm-hmm. um but uh but yeah and so you know it's, it's your one of the male jukebox musical mm-hmm. um and i it 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 was a good show like it very much was a good show um i thought the actors were phenomenal i really i liked the choreography mm-hmm. um i thought the person playing michael was you know I he I could tell that like he made he made that performance his like own yeah. right he um he wasn't trying to like he made he made intentional choices is what I'll say okay yeah that's what I was trying to get at uh, but yeah I liked a lot of the choices that he made they were like what kind of like what songs did they perform? They did. They did bad. They did bad. Beat it. Thriller. So all of like the yeah, clubs. yeah, basically like a lot of the big hits. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, and I, you know, and like I, I, you know, I enjoyed the show. I enjoyed myself. Um, and and you know, and 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 I love that it was just a black musical in general. Right. Because you know, I feel like in the musical theater world. You know, black musicals are far in between. I mean, they, they, they definitely, definitely exist, and even more so now in today's day and era. But it's one of those things where it's kind of just like, because of things like racism and, and, and gatekeeping <laughs> and classism yep. and capitalism, right? And the, the just capitalism <laughs> and racism. <laughs> You get my point. You get my point. I get it. But uh, but yeah. But but suffice to say, um, I I enjoyed it. You know, you know, I, I had a good time. I enjoyed I enjoyed the performances. Um, so yeah. Oh, 
I saw it and I was like, that was something that I would really want to go see. Like my girlfriend is like not a big Michael Jackson fan at mm-hmm. all. Like she's just not into him. But and it's like I get, I understand. You know, from mm-hmm. her point of view, I understand because like one, like she's a singer, so like her definition of like singing is like not him being the greatest singer of all time. So I was just like, I get it. But to stay on this topic, Prince or Mike? I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. Both very, very talented. Both very, very... You know what? You know what? Actually, no. I would... I would probably swing MJ. Okay. I would definitely swing MJ. And And you know what? I feel like with those answers... Like that question, there's no right or wrong answer. Yeah. yeah no, because no. it's like, how do you choose? Right. And I feel like like with me, my preference is always mm-hmm. Prince because my grandmother was such a huge Prince mm-hmm. fan. So I grew up in a house with nothing but Prince. Mm-hmm. Like Prince this, Prince that. Oh, mm-hmm. my man, my husband Prince. That was my grandma. She just she really thinks she's married to Prince. Mm-hmm. But like what um where do you think like black musicals Stand right now, like in like in this climate of, you know, musicals mm. per se. I don't know if I worded worded that correctly, but I think I did. <laughs> so I would say, I feel like I should put a disclaimer out there that I am a huge lover of musical theater. Right? I don't write musical theater. You know, I'm not yeah. a musical theater writer. Would you want to though? I mean, honestly, like I would, you know, I would, I would love to be, I would love to be a lyricist and work with like a, a composer or rather a team of like writers mm-hmm. to like write something. Okay. So that is a little fantasy dream of mine. Okay. But with that being said, um, I would say with the information I currently know, um, I would say, you know, the thing about theater is that from what I've read, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of the shows that are, um, that are put on are put on to appeal to a certain audience. Yeah. Right. And so... Say you have Monopoly the Musical. Okay. Where it's written, right, it's this hit, right, big hit, whatever. And they're appealing to a certain wealthy demographic, right? But then you have a show that that's about black people, about the black experience, mm-hmm. right? But doesn't do well because not because of the show itself. But because of the fact that the audience isn't representing the people on stage. Got it. And that, yes, you can have a black show, but how do you make it to where that, to how do you make it to where said black show is accessible to the audience of who you're telling this story about? Right. Because it's not enough to have a black play, right? Right. You know, but that's great. But what happens when tickets are $300? Four hundred dollars, two hundred dollars. Right, right. You know, it's it's a black play about dealing with with I don't know with capitalism with white supremacy, right? And then tickets are two hundred bucks. Right. Now, 
Okay. Now, with that being said, um, you, you know, this, this is not, I do not fault black artists, right? You know, because it's one of those things where it's kind of just like, you know, you're just, you're trying to get by like the rest of us. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just trying to, to survive. You are. Right. And, um, but yeah. And so sometimes, you know, you do what you gotta do, right? Now, the thing that I always think about is how, you know, what are we, what are we doing to make this accessible, right? You know, if we have these values that we claim we stand by, mm-hmm. you know, what are we doing to make sure we are being intentionally accessible, right? And and, and, ex- and, and, and in- inclusive. Yes. Like, well, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like <clears throat> inclusive, inclusivity, I feel like I said that wrong is I feel like that's a big thing in everything. Like, you know, like, not just musical, like, even sports. Mm-hmm. Mu- like, you know, stuff like Diversity, that. Diversity, yeah, Exactly, no, because it's, it's, it's there's so, like, there's so many talented black people who will fit good on doing musicals on Broadway, but, I, you know, like you said, they don't have that machine to back them up. And, and, I, 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 and I, I think the other side of it, too, is... I think that, you know, for a lot of black folks who are in the arts and yeah, yeah, I, yeah, like, yeah, I, I think that for some black folks in the arts, you know, an experience, a shared experience is just, well, I don't want to say shared, but I can, but I, you know, I don't want to assume anything, right? Mm-hmm. But I will say that um, I can't imagine that the general feeling among Black folks in the arts who grew up, you know, in the black culture, right, is, um, it's, it's, it's that, that feeling of being treated as, oh, oh, like, oh, why do you talk like that? Oh, why do you do this? Oh, why do you do that? Right? And, and kind of almost that subconscious questioning of blackness Mm -hmm. so then you deal with that and then in majority white spaces right it's the tokenism it's the racial microaggressions right you you know it's 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 the um the disparaging race racist remarks Mm -hmm. right um but yeah you know it's it's things like um Oh, can can you say that a little bit more ethnically? I hate that word. I hate that word. I hate it. I hate it. And I hate it. Because what do you mean? What are you talking about? Right, right. Like, you know, what, like, right. What, you know, like, like, and, what do you mean and what are you talking about and why the fuck am I going to change what I'm trying to say if it's not, you know, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. if this if that's not who I am, why are you trying to force right. me to be something that I'm not? Like, and, I don't get it. And all I'll say is that if you truly want to push for diversity, equity, inclusion, accessibility, or or what have you, when it comes to the arts, Mm -hmm. right? I, I I I think there needs to be something to where we all need to internally think about how we talk to each other as artists 
in, in the context of being an actress really, really vulnerable. Yeah. Right? It is a very vulnerable thing to do. And something that just really, really, that really, really just hurts my spirit is hearing how people who are in positions of power, mm-hmm. directors, you know, and, 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 and will, you know, will make claims about somebody's weight or, or say something along the lines of, 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 do you think you could lose, a, do you think you could lose a little bit more weight before the show opens? Right, you know, it, it's, 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 you know, it, it's things like that, right? It, it's microaggressions and it, it, it hurts my spirit because, mm-hmm. you know, you get so passionate about this art form. Yeah. And then you see the toxicity, right, of, of, of those in power who, who go who go unchecked without having a conversation where it's kind of like, hey, so I've been noticing when you talk to the actors, you say a lot of things that I find kind of disparaging. Right, right. And it's, it's, it's... And do you think, like, it's usually just towards, like, black actresses and actors and and people who are, you know, not of the weight, you know, um... What's the word I'm looking for without being rude? I don't want to say fat. Like, well, I mean, fat isn't a bad word. It's not. It's just like you know what, like <laughs> being disparaging towards fat. Yeah, actors. yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's more so just anyone, anyone who isn't of the the majority okay so basically the minority and the mm-hmm. the people of marginalized groups basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and before mm-hmm. we get into like i know we started us off on a deep conversation and i'm fine with that but i have one more deep uh question for you mm-hmm. then we can get into like all the fun shit <laughs> i like the laugh so um and stop me if i'm going like way too far um what do you say to the kid who is or the I'm gonna say kid what do you say to the kid who is in that transition transitioning stage but this is something that they want to do like what like what kind of um encouraging words and advice would you give like that kid of no matter what ethnicity background like things of that because i just feel like my ex how old are you how old you are 25 okay you're 25 i think like because this is still quote unquote new to a lot of people but to us, it's not new. You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, because mm-hmm. this is a this is something that we live. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, in the arts, that's where we are. That's where we feel protected. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And my question to you is, like, what do you say to that kid who is transitioning into being who the fuck they want to be? And, you know, and they feel like, okay, I'm in the arts, but... 
you know, basically what you were saying earlier, like off mic, like how you felt like people wanted you to be in that box, but mm-hmm. you were just like, fuck you, <laughs> I'm out. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, but not mm-hmm. in those words, you know, per right. se. You know, like, y'all, she did not say fuck y'all, I'm sorry. But, <laughs> like, you know, it was just, because I, I felt like the conversation off mic, kind of like dug into like what I wanted to ask about that because I'm just like I can't imagine what it would be like for a black kid who is finding themselves but the only thing they feel protected by is the thing that they love the most which is either the arts sports you know things like Mm -hmm. that you know what I'm saying like so what do you say to that you know that kid I don't want to say specifically black kids but of any race, you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what, like, what mm-hmm. would you? And again, if that's going too far, <clears throat> stop me. So, the one thing that a lot of people know about me, or, or you know, like, or, or like the the one thing that a lot of my friends know about me is that I love kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I genuinely love kids, and so with that being said, um, I'm also very protective over kids. Yeah. And, and I, all emotionally of protective of them because I feel like kids are not—they're innocent. They well, well, <laughs> like well, they're you know they're innocent, but they also aren't allowed the same agency that we get as adults. Because if you think about it this way, right? Do you like being yelled at? No. Okay. So then, if we don't like that as adults, why do we do it to children? Exactly. And I don't mean that in like a judgy, shamey way, whatever, but it's kind of like if you get stressed and, and flustered and your heartbeat goes up, mm-hmm. right, and, 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 and you're just very um, on edge, mm-hmm. how do you think children feel? Exactly. But, um, but anywho, <laughs> um, I say all that to say that, you know, I, I think that I would probably tell kids or this child if you will um that no one can define who you are only you can and then I would say you know if if you know if you like musical theater right then enjoy it you know embrace it um and know that You'll find people like you. Oh, trust and believe me, because, you know, I spent my high school years kind of just, like, wondering, like, oh, or rather kind of feeling like I'm, like, the only one of my kind. Yeah. As in, as in the person who could talk on and on about Idina Menzel, Christian Chenoweth, uh, um, uh, Audra McDonald can just go on and on and on waxing poetically about rent mm-hmm. or about into the woods or something. And then you become an adult. You start making adult money. You make adult <laughs> money to buy adult <laughs> things like tickets to shows. <laughs> no! <laughs> Lord behold. Now I'm a fucking nerdy When you become an adult, it's so fun. <laughs> no, it really is. It's no. so fun. It's so fun until it isn't. <laughs> oh, baby, bills. Bills, bills, bills. What would Destiny Child say? Bills, pay, bills, bills. Can you pay my bills? <laughs> please. Please. Because what the fuck are we doing right now? <laughs> I, 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 
I'm surprised I'm doing as good as I am right now because I'm just listen. I'm just hearing nothing but vibes, and I'm hey. like, please don't yell at me. I will cry. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> but no, uh, but no, like I, yeah, ooh, it's it's rough out here for you, girl. It's rough. <laughs> So off mic, we were um, having the conversation of you were saying like how Hamilton introduced like musical to hip hop. Mm-hmm. Well, and like and and I think that's the way you said. I yeah, wrong. yeah. Okay. But no, 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 no. Like, 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 no, no, no. You're totally fine. I have a complicated relationship with Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Not because like, I, like a lot of people do. Right. And, like not, a lot because of people I, and do. not because I don't like it. You know, I, 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 you know, I love Hamilton. I think it is a really good musical. And I think that it, it, and I think that it, it really, it, I think it really showed the world what musical theater can be mm-hmm. if we let it. Now, with that being said, um, the first couple of years when Hamilton was out, there was something about this show that just was, that just kind of like bothered me to my core, mm-hmm. and not in a I don't like this, but in a way of this gives me red flags, and I'm not sure. This gives me yellow flags, so I'm not sure why. Mm-hmm. It took me years until I realized it. I realized what it was: musical theater. No, 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 no. Let me back up. Um, Musical theater is is something that is very much majority white. Yeah. In that in in terms of musical theater, you know, in terms of in terms of musical musical theater composers and everything, right? Mm-hmm. Um now, this isn't to say that black musical theater composers don't exist because they absolutely, they absolutely do. Yeah, they're there. And and um, and by the way, I just want to say we should um, we should uplift more black musical theater and more musical theater that doesn't center around the white experience. God bless. And also support women musical theater writers and non-white musical theater writers. Thank you. But no, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but no. So I, I, you know, I, I think, I think, I, but, but so, yeah. So, it, so one of the things that I found that gave me yellow flags with Hamilton wasn't the show itself, but it's the way that a lot, of, or rather, some of the white fans were reacting to the show. And what I mean by that is. Black art, when it's consumed by white America, it feels like white America has this fascination yeah. with something that's culturally different from them. And, and I think that the same can be said for a lot of different cultures, because it, it's just, I feel like it's just how... They look at us. Society is. They look at us like we haven't fucking been here forever, and especially like in spaces like that. Well, and 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 see and see yes, but I think in this particular case, it's 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 this whole thing where you have where you have like a lot of a lot of like white musical theater people mm-hmm. who may not 
have interacted with hip hop or rapping in any other way, shape, right, or form, right. right? And then they see Hamilton because Hamilton's not a black musical either. Hamilton's written by a, 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 a Latino man. Okay, well, it's not right, a, exactly. It's not a black. I, and I want to make a note of that it's not a black musical. Right. But that, but it does feature. It is a, feature, person, it is a it person does, of color. It does <laughs> feature music that is influenced by, by black, black culture. Yeah. I mean, everything is influenced by black Literally. by black culture. So um, I mean, hey. <laughs> and so. And so with that being said, you know, you had a lot of white people who were almost, it felt like they were consuming Hamilton in a way where they were like romanticizing black actors. Right. In a very, for lack of a better word, fetish, fetishy way. Not, and not fetish in the way that we think about it, but fetishy way in a thing that, that they're just so fascinated by it what's the word um what the fuck is the word and and it's like oh i cannot think of the word cool because they've never experienced it before yeah it's one of those things where i like hamilton because of his lyricism because of the way that that the that the that the that the playwright and lyricist composer the way that he's the way he's able to incorporate both musical both the sounds of musical theater and hip hop simultaneously. There's this line where there's this line where one of the characters says, If you don't know, now you know, Mr President and then there is and that's something that I find really cool too, is that um the Ten Crack the, the Ten Crack Commandments mm-hmm. by the Biggie. Biggie yeah. It's reworked to call it's reworked and they call it the Ten Dual Commandments. What? I've never so I don't know if it's on no, Disney Plus. No, it is. is it, it, it? I wanna it, watch it, it. I wanna it, watch it. It, it. it is. And then you know, because there's that and but then there's also a reference to the pirates of Pinaz. Pizan? I forget what that I forget what that word is, but that's like mm-hmm. a classic. I think yeah, it's like a classic musical. Um and so and so, like, and so you can hear influences of musical theater. You can hear influences of rap and, right. and, and hip hop. And it's, I don't know, it is a, it's a really good piece of art. Now, you know, now a lot of people know about Hamilton, but, you know, but I want folks to get into In the Heights. Because in the Heights, that's another show written by Liam May and Miranda, and it is—it's a musical about um, this neighborhood in like Washington Heights and like the going on. Mm-hmm. Like a character dies, right? You got another character who move, you know, who moves back home after dropping out of school. Um, so it's a musical about community, about home, but it's centering around like like the Latino experience. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not Latino, so I can't speak on that experience. Right, right. But what I will say is that. Um, I saw this show. Well, no, 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 no. I first listened to the show when I was in high school, like the the cast album, and I was listening to it. And I remember, I remember my mind being blown because I was just like, "What?" I, I had been so used to us to I had been so used to the fact that musical theater was just like a certain sound, and not that I didn't think it could be something more, but that. But that, like, I didn't, I, I didn't know that this existed, and 
and and so I'm watching the like Tony performance. I think mm. from like 2009 or something, the Tony Awards, and they're like performing the opening number. And I remember being quite literally blown away because I was just like, oh my God, they're talking Spanish. They're doing this like, it's like hip hop yeah. sound, right? And just being so fascinated with it. Um, and, and In the Heights is also very, it feels like a very personal story. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah. And, and, and I think as a, as a, as a person of color, who loves musical theater, right? Regardless of, you know, outside of the criticisms, outside of the critiques, right? You know, outside of whatever disdain you may have for for the artist or the art itself, I do think, I do think that at the very least, we should acknowledge the fact that like this, 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 it changed the game and not in some corny way, like representation, I mean, yes. Yeah. But beyond that, it, it like musical theater doesn't have just one sound, right? Right. And, 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 There's so many different right. sounds of it and ways and, that it can be, right. you know. And so, you know, and, and, and one thing I think too is that arts influences art. For sure. And so, you know, Stephen Sondheim influenced Lin-Manuel Miranda, or, or and Stephen Sondheim influenced Jonathan Larson, Jonathan Larson influ- influenced Lin-Manuel Miranda, so forth and so on. Right. Right? You know, and, and, and now, you know, now we have Hades Town. Now we have, um, what, now we have, what, we, we, we have uh, uh, Next to Normal, if, um, Kimberly Akimbo, we have, well, I guess that's more musical comedy, but. My point still stands. <laughs> um, we have a, a strange loop, right. which was a musical written by a fat black queer man, mm-hmm. and you know, and we have you know we have all of these shows that kind of push the boundaries, and like I said, I think that art influences art, right? You know, right. now now what I'm not saying is this art and these artists are picture perfect human beings. Right. Absolutely not, because right. people are messy, mm-hmm. right? You know, now, like, you know, now I'm not going to go into my personal feelings about things. But what I will say is that I know it, it made me, it made me things like In the Heights, um, things like The Wiz really made me. Oh, I have a question about that. Think about musical theater. In, in, in a different way. And it, it made me think about musical theater in a way of, of, it can be this thing, right? right? You know, it yeah. doesn't have to stay this one way. It doesn't make yeah. sense. I'm yeah. all kind of rambling. No, you're fine. Like, so what, what do you, okay, this should, I know this is probably not going to be an easy question for you, but what do you choose? The Wizard of Oz or The Wiz? You know, I love The Wizard of Oz because Julie because Judy Garland is a queen 
an icon. And speaking of Julie Garland, let me tell y'all something. There was no need for y'all to dig up fucking pictures from 1929 when she was five years old doing shit that she was told to fucking do. I'm so sorry to cut you off, but that really made oh, no. me mad. Like, oh, like, oh, no, like, oh, like, oh, no, you're totally fine. Yeah, yeah, I... That really pissed me off. I remember hearing about that. I remember being super curious about it. And, and, and like you said, I think it was a case of an agent, blah, 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 blah. It still makes me slightly uncomfortable because I'm like... Yeah. Like... It makes me uncomfortable that people made a child do something like that. That's where mm-hmm. the uncomfortability comes for me. It doesn't come for me for her. You know, like, and you know, like and, 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 and I'm almost curious about what was she going what was she thinking at the time? I I don't know how true this is, but I've heard this story on multiple occasions, like from when she was a child to like a teenager that kept her drugged. Like, she was smoking cigarettes at five. They were giving her drugs and everything like that. But when she got older and she realized, like, when she got away from those people and she realized the shit that they had her doing, like, she was, like, donating to the civil rights fund. She mm. was, you know, oh, yeah. the end of, like, she oh, was yeah. really into do you, that. Like. Do, you, like, do you know the phrase, um, I think it's called a friend of Judy's? No. Okay, so that was a phrase that I think it was used in, like, the 40s and 50s. Mm-hmm. Um and it was kind of a, I guess like a euphemism they would call it. Uh-huh. Like where it's like, oh, Maria, do you know who Howard is? Oh, oh no, Jay, I'm, af- I'm afraid I don't. <laughs> but I do believe he's a friend of Judy's. Oh, okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. So. Got it. 100% got it. Yeah, um, and, and, and so I can only imagine that because of that, I'm pretty sure Judy Garland was a very big queer fan, queer fan. Oh, for sure. Um, but anywho, um, Again, with that being said, nothing, I... Nothing in this world spins without black culture and queer culture. There you go. Also, nothing in this world spins without black queer culture. Period. Let's, period. Period. <laughs> let's all be clear about one fucking thing, and that's... That's that. That part. Nothing in this world spins without us. And by us, I mean black, I mean queer, and I mean Boom. black queer people in general. Period. So, yeah, like, to answer my question. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. To, um, to, to answer your question, I, I would have to go with the whiz okay. just because... If actually no, actually no, I'm I'm not I'm not going to make that statement because I cannot confirm that's true or not. But what I will say is, um, like, when I think I like about controversial things, so let's just say it. Oh no! So I <laughs> no like no like it, it's not like it's not really like controversial, mm. right? I, I just cannot confirm if, if if it's true or not. But basically, I'm just going to say that you know. If movie, if TV and film are rough, I can only Im- in the seventies. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine that theater was even more rougher. Now I don't know how true that is. I could be completely wrong. But the thing is, I will say that you are one hundred percent right, just because of those times. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Like in the seventies was what disco and mm-hmm. um, what rock music was starting to come in, like. Mm-hmm. A little more, and those things were taken over by non-black people. So I can only imagine, like from the 70s, 60s, 50s, 40s, like what musical 
was like for black people. Like, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure they couldn't get into it. It was a lot of things black people couldn't get in. Well. And I hate to say it like no, that. No, right, right. <laughs> so like, and, like, and, and, I, and I'm pretty sure, I think the way it's opened on Broadway in 73, I believe. Mm -hmm. And just the fact that you had this very, very, very black musical existing in the 70s. Yeah. And this, it's the same thing with Dreamgirls. Yes. I, I just recently watched that movie. For, for the first time? For the first time. Oh, I love Dreamgirls. It's a, it's and, a and, and I'm not going to lie, that is a very good fucking movie. Oh, yeah. My girlfriend made me like sit here and watch it. She was like, you're going to watch Dreamgirls. And I was like, I don't want to watch it. And I watched it. I was like, oh, yes. I... If you ever get a chance, I highly recommend um, going to see the... Like the play, the Dreamgirls play. Yeah, because okay. it's based. So do you know Dreamgirls? Is, it's based, based on the Supremes. Right? Well, it's based on the Supremes, but this is a music. This is a movie adaptation of a musical. So Dreamgirls was on Broadway at one point. Okay, was it? So was the musical before the movie? Or yeah. Oh, and, oh, yeah. First? It definitely okay. was. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Dreamgirls have been a musical for what? Let's see, 95. Well, it had been a musical for like what, like 10, 15 years before it became a movie. Oh yeah, like okay. yeah, like yeah, um, <laughs> and like and and the one thing that I find so fascinating when it comes to musical theater is that black folks who aren't like me, who aren't some fucking nerdy musical theater person, right? They're you know they'll see musical theater, and they'll say oh it's oh that's some white people shit oh that's that oh that's that oh it's that's this. And then meanwhile, they're loving on Dreamgirls. Mm -hmm. They're loving on The Wiz, mm -hmm. which, love that for y'all. But also, too, Ooh. this is based off of a Broadway show. Right. Like, The Wiz, The Wiz was a Broadway musical. You know Stephanie Mills? Yes. Stephanie Mills was the, was the original Dorothy in The Wiz. I know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now, and I was going to ask you, like, how, do you, how did you feel? Like I said, I want to get into, like, some fun stuff also. Like, but, like, this conversation is really fucking good. But, like, how did you feel? I, I, you wasn't born at the time, but when you found out that they gave it to Diana Ross because at that time, you know, mm -hmm. I guess they were saying, like, because she was sleeping with Barry Gordy. Y'all, I'm putting on a, allegedly, she was, and that's how the way she got that role. I said allegedly, y'all. I, I don't know how true that is, and... Yeah, like yeah. So I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not like I said. It, it may, it maybe it happened. Maybe it didn't. Who knows? Yeah, that's why I said but, allegedly. <laughs> like because, but like we all know she did sleep with Barry Gordy because she got a baby out of it. But like, I don't know how true that is that she got that role because of that. Like I know like that was a lot of what Stephanie Mills was saying. But well, you know, as a little musical theater nerd myself, what I'll say is. I just I would have loved to see Stephanie Mills in, in oh, that yeah. role because she she originated the role of Dorothy and originally originally she was supposed to be a teenager, but then Diana got the part and they aged up Dorothy and made her a like a twenty four twenty five year old teacher and she which, was like what thirty thirty something playing in that role I think I just this is the thing we got phones I <laughs> again you know Diana Ross. Legend. I don't want to. Do, I don't. Oh wanna, no, don't no, no. We love Diana Ross over here. The queen. I, I that just, is my Aries queen. And like, and and like, and and the. Hmm. I just. I. She was thirty three. 
I would have loved to see Stephanie Mills in that role. But you know, she played um she played Auntie M in The Wiz Live when it was on I think like Fox or something. Yeah, cuz I think it was what Neo. It was, yeah, it, it it was it was it was Neo. It was Neo. It was yeah, it was Neo. It was um I can't uh, Amber Riley was in yep, it too. Yep, Amber Riley. Which, who, who I love. Jennifer, I love Jen- Amber uh, Riley. Mary J. Blige. Yeah. Who ate? When I tell you. I heard she, she, re- I heard she does really, really fucking good on Broadway's. Oh, no. She, she ate. What? Uh, no bad news up. Oh. <laughs> wait, who? Uh, Mary or, or Mary Amber? Mary J. Blige. Oh, wait, for musical theater? Yes. Where'd you hear that at? Like I like I guess she had been on Broadway a couple times and I heard like she's really good, like on Broadway. But I don't know like what play she's been in, but I guess she was in one and people were saying like she like Oh no, oh no, I could definitely see that. Yeah. I just I I didn't I didn't know. I didn't know that she I didn't know she had done Broadway yeah. before. You know what now? I need to look I need to look Are you that. gonna go see the uh the color purple? The musical? You really gonna sit here at your big old age and ask and to get asked that question? Oh my fucking god! Oh my god! Really? Just, like, really? What am I really? not saying? Do, 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 you know who I am? <laughs> Nigga, you know who I am. Nigga, you know you know exactly what the fuck I am. I don't know. Yes, 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 yes. I was the. How the fuck was I supposed to know if you was gonna go see that? It's black. It is. It's, it's black. It's a musical, and it's starring a bunch of black women. Hell yeah, I love the Color Purple musical. It it is such a a. I I feel like it, I feel like the musical does not get the love it deserves as a show. Because it centers black women, it centers black women's pain, black women's joy, and and on top of that, dark skinned black women. So let me. I'm about to be so clear. I am not a big Fantasia fan, but I am gonna go see it when it comes out. Well, see, here's the thing, Fantasia. Fanta- I think Fantasia is extremely talented. She's extremely talented. Um, I just think I just don't like. I don't like the music she makes. If I. That's what I should say. Well, like, well, that's the thing. This isn't her music. She's just singing. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, one hundred percent. But, um, but yeah, and she, she played, she played Celia on Broadway. I think in like two thousand. I heard she killed that shit too. Oh no! Oh oh, she did. So, um, there's this video. Allegedly, allegedly, I would like to emphasize. Allegedly, there may be a video on YouTube of her singing "I'm Here." There may, I can neither confirm nor deny, allegedly, again, emphasis on allegedly. Um, and for context, I was in like high school when I came across, when I allegedly came across this video. And it's her singing, I'm here from the color purple. Mm-hmm. And to say that she ate doesn't, doesn't really doesn't really give what she did justice. Right. I if you got to sit in that theater in, in that theater watching her watching her slay in I'm here, hearing her sing What About Love, Miss Steely Pants, 
or Miss Seely's pants. Mm -hmm. You are God's favorite. And I'm jealous of every single bitch who got to go see the revival because I wanted to, I remember when they, I remember when they, I remember so, when they announced it. I was like, I want to see this. And I just, ah. I saw that, uh, Holly Bailey was playing in that movie. Mm -hmm. I damn near dropped a tear because that girl is fucking phenomenal. Oh yeah. And everything she does. Oh, yeah. And so is her sister. I don't ever want to leave her sister out of anything. But it's but like she, she was she was in she The was, Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid. She was The Little Mermaid. I watched that movie. I'm pretty sure like two three times. We went. Me and my girlfriend went to the movies to go see it, and, and then we just watched it on Disney Plus. And like, like that's and and ago. like and I will say too. The one thing. Oh yes, let's stay on this Disney subject. The one thing that <laughs> got me with the movie is that um, so there's so okay okay so again as you know I'm a huge musical theater nerd, and I love The Little Mermaid mm -hmm. right and I loved it. it was a black girl love it right oh, and God. um and this, this is less about the performance this is just more just this is more just, just like a music thing, mm -hmm. um, there is that there's a reprise that she sings for part of this world. Mm -hmm. And there's that big finish at the end. When she does that pause and... I don't know. Yes. Heart of your world. I don't know how. I don't know why. But I know something's starting right now. Wait and you'll see. Someday I'll be... Yes. Heart of your world. Like... You and know she didn't get nominated for an Oscar. She should have. But with that being said, I I, 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 I did not I, I did I did not I, I did not sing that song. Just I'm, I'm not much of a singer. As much as <laughs> I love musical theater, I'm not much I'm not much of a singer. I'm we're getting there. We're getting there. But um, but yeah. But basically, the reprise, the reprise of part of your world, like the um, the very very end. At least when I hear it, I think about this big musical finish yeah with like the trumpets and the strings hoping thing and and i saw someone describe it as like a button right like a a um i guess like a musical button like you know, yeah little little button tie perfect for this movie it 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 musically i felt like it reached this big point and then transition, singing yeah. transition, musically. I don't know. I and like it's one of those things where I loved it. You know, I I really really loved it. I just I thought the movie was really really good. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! 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 The movie itself is amazing, and and the whole the whole the little musical button thing at the very very end. That's more of a personal thing. Yeah. Because you know, because my personal feelings tonight like it it, it it is a good movie and, oh, I, for and sure. I loved it i loved it yeah, yeah. i it was it so was... give me your like top five favorite uh disney movie songs are you a disney girl i am no okay. i am yeah, oh yeah i was a hardcore disney kid uh i would say i love the incredibles are we talking about disney musicals songs, yes. oh disney songs yeah. Ooh. okay 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 I really like I Won't Say I'm in Love from Hercules. Okay. I like that. 
This is this is gonna be more than three. I know myself. I said five. Five. Okay. Yeah. I'm um, a top five type of. I like the reprise of part of your world. Okay. Like specifically the reprise. Because I, I feel like it, it, it really just, it, it really, it really shows Ariel. It really highlights Ariel's, I want. Like, right. I, I, I want this. And it's just so good. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> God, no, it, I, it's, it's, it's so good. It's so good. And that, um, I really like we don't talk about Bruno. Oh, God, yes. Because... When I hear it, it makes me think about this big ensemble number in a musical mm-hmm. where there's like a rotating, uh, there, there's a, there's like a, a road, there's like a, a there's, there's a turntable on stage and you have all of these like musical uh, moments, character motifs, I guess, mm-hmm. or not character motifs or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. All these like musical character moments happening they're overlapping everybody's telling the story right yes. and it's it was just... our wedding day <laughs> yes and like yeah and 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 it's 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 all of the how you would say musical attributes of the characters but they're all like overlapping and it's, it just it it sounds like a true blue musical theater number i don't agree i, I mean not I don't agree. I'm sorry. I do agree. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I like that. What else? Um, there's a song in oh, uh, show yourself. Wait, wait, no, wait. Is it is it show yourself? What movie is it from? Frozen two. My girlfriend probably knows what you're talking about. Wait, can I see your phone? I'm going to look it up. Like, open up Google or something. Oh, go ahead. Okay. I can just ask my... You want me to ask my girlfriend? Babe! She probably can't hear me something. Let's see. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. I got it pulled up. I got okay. the song list pulled up. Sorry, y'all. If y'all hear a long pause, we're doing stuff. He broke the plane. Let's see. It is. Yeah, so it's um, it's show yourself. Mm-hmm. I, so I haven't seen Frozen Two yet. Okay. I haven't seen. Frozen I just I, I I really love that song. God. But <laughs> um. But yeah. What else? Oh, have you seen Turning Red? No, so my nephew made me turn it on one time. He didn't know like how to say it. I just like picked him up and was like point to a, a movie, and he pointed to that. Aww. And I don't think he understood what was going on, but like he liked it. But I really wasn't paying too much attention to the mm. words. I was just like fascinated that he knew what the fuck he wanted to watch. <laughs> like that was just my thing. <laughs> but I do want. I need to rewatch it because I heard it's a really good movie. Oh yeah, because because that's not a musical at all. Oh yeah, no. But they but there but there's this group in there. I think it's the group's called like Boys in Town or something. It's mm-hmm. clearly supposed to be a parody of like Backstreet Boys or something. Yeah. Or F- Four Town or whatever. And there's this song. Uh, I forget. Oh my god. 
but it, it is so funny and it's so cute. <laughs> I might have to watch that again. Cause I no, because like, because it's meant to be like a parody, not a parody, but it's meant to kind of be like the boy band yeah, song. Yeah. Um, uh, I think it's called "Nobody Like You." <laughs> and it's so cute. It's <laughs> such a bop. I remember I was driving. I'm like listening to it in the car. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. It's it's that like, shit right here. <laughs> No, which, 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 nothing. And this is just a personal thing, just because of who I am. I'm very, I'm very unhinged. Mm. I'm very, I'm a very unhinged woman through and through. And I've always been that way, ever, ever, even, even since I was a kid. Right. And one of the things that just gives me pause and well, I'll just like laugh to myself because I'm, I'm weird as fuck. (laughs) And sometimes I'll be going through the hood and I'll, I'll be listening to Legally Blonde, the musical the windows down just being like like oh my god oh my god you know like got through Avondale <laughs> or some shit and I'm just like with the windows oh. down right <laughs> and I was like who the fuck is this white boy <laughs> nigga what <laughs> <laughs> like listen 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 uh, I you know um, I, I, I bring a sort of unhinged energy to the friend group I am that unhinged friend. I'll be like because that remember sometimes. I told you about how as a kid, I didn't understand the whole social cues thing. Yeah. Now as an adult, I'm like I, I will not be playing. I will not be playing these games. I I, I will not. I'm I'm not. Wait, what do you mean? I what do you mean? I'm, I'm not supposed to be like this. Like yeah. If I have to put work. Into like into having people like like me or whatever. I'm not doing that. Mostly because I'm a lazy oh, no. bitch. Yeah. I'm a lazy bitch. So what you see is what you get. Like, and leave me the hell alone at the end of no, the day. No, literally, leave literally. Me alone. Well, I, 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 I. Some I don't know who it was, but a black woman has said it best. Right now, now, now I'm a, I'm a, now I'm an, I'm an actor, so I'm, I'm going to give you. A little skit. Okay. Right, right, right. Now ask me, why do you act that way? Why do you act that way? Because fuck you. <laughs> and I'll be like, nigga, fuck you. No, because here's the thing, here's the thing too. Like, I'm like, I, you know, I would never say it out loud. Yeah. Right? Because I'm just, I'm just, I'm not a confrontational person, honestly. Mm. But in my head, I think that, and I show that through, I guess, how I carry myself. Right. No, I, I don't like the phrase carry myself through how I show up in the world. I like that better. Mm. Um, but yeah, because I, I'm not going to be playing these. I'm not going to play. I'm not, I will not be playing these, 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 these little games. Like you have to act like this and move like this and talk like this. That's how about tell me I what to do. don't? Yeah. Yep. Because more than anything, that sounds exhausting and that gives me anxiety. Oh, and for I sure. don't want that for in my sure. life. And like, I like with me, um, I'm kind of like there because I listen to like anything music wise. If mm-hmm. I like it, I'm gonna listen to it. Oh yeah, no, I'm somewhere. Like, <laughs> Paramore comes on, leave me alone. Mm. Paramore ain't it fun? Not even just ain't it fun. I mean, into you. Yep, yep. Uh, mm. Misery business. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of it. I love, I, was I love. I love Paramore. <laughs> Period. <laughs> No, one time I was in the car. Paramore's for the blacks. <laughs> one time I was in the car listening to Paramore, and I got my entire life. I'm like, Jim, like, oh, gosh. Listen. Reba. 
Reba. I like Reba. I like, I, I I'm like, going through a Reba phase I like, right now. I like Abba. Oh, yeah, Abba. Abba. I like, I listen, mm. I'm a big Fleetwood Mac fan. Mmm, love me some Fleetwood Mac. I'll, I'm a big Stevie yeah, Nicks but, fan. Hey, but you know what, too? I feel like as a bisexual, I am legally required to like Fleetwood Mac. You think so? As a bisexual. No. <laughs> a Fleetwood oh. Mac sounds like some bisexual hell music. Really? Yeah. That was a very unhinged fucking uh, group. So, yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a very unhinged mm-hmm. group. I like Olivia Rodrigo. I've never heard none of her music. I but her fans are, like, taking over my fucking Twitter for some reason, and I hate every bit of it. Listen, because I need Beyonce all up and down my I, all up and down I, my. I, I, I'm going to be speech. honest. I am Olivia Rodrigo stan. I'm listening to her music, and I'm like, oh, yeah, rebel. Yeah, I'm like, wait. <laughs> what am I reveling against? I'm 25. <laughs> I'm not 16 anymore. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Why am I so like, like I'm back in high school now? I've never listened to none of that little girl's music. I ain't gonna call her a little girl. I never listened to that girl's music. Ever. Honestly, like, oh well, here's the kicker too. She was also on High School Musical, the musical, the serious, mm-hmm. which I, I'm gonna be very, very honest. When Disney announced they were coming out with Disney Plus, my first thought was, "There's no, ma'am, no, ma'am. I would not be signing up for this." And you signed the up for moment, it. The moment, the second they announced High School Musical, I was like. I gotta give you the money. Here's my car. Shut up. Take my money. Just shut up. Take my money. I don't care what you do. Just give me the episode. Give me the take, episode. Take it every month. Take it. Take this money, please. No. See, the gag is I did that yearly subscription. I didn't know. I don't know. I forget what it was exactly, but it was something like I got like a discount or something. Oh, okay, okay. So I just did it yearly, and I I'm gonna say something that's really really corny. When the Heights of Musical TV show trailer dropped, the corny shit you'll probably that'll probably that you'll probably ever hear coming out my mouth. You squealed. I'm pretty sure I, I I cried watching the trailer because Heights of Musical was it was such a big deal to me as a kid. Like I was upset. I knew everything about that. I knew everything about that movie. And there's this tra in the trailer they they showed one of the they showed the trailer for the show mm-hmm. and there is this little brown Latino gay kid and he's like in the gym or whatever and the teacher goes Hey, isn't there somewhere you're supposed to be? And the kid goes, Yeah, Broadway. And I don't know what came over me, but I was just like, because I, because I think it was just, it was also the fact that it was like a queer kid, like, yeah. and I think part of it is because the musical was such a huge part of my childhood, and I'm like, the only queer kid, and I'm like the weird adult who was just like, you go, you go, baby, Auntie's proud of you, and everyone's like, who the hell's that weird lady? She's, who is she? She gave me 50 bucks and told me how proud she <laughs> No, because that's me. 50 bucks and some roses. That's <laughs> <laughs> really me. No, 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 because listen, that's my problem. Right? I, love, I, I genuinely love kids. I love the queer babies. Right, like, and, and it's this whole thing where, where some of my friends have kids, and so their kids have become my, like, nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm just like, you know, with my friends, I'm just like, listen. Say the word, and I'll go up to the school. Say the word, and I'll do whatever you need me to do. 
Oh, do you need me to talk to your teacher? I got you. I got you. I got you. You want to leave school early this day because you don't feel like schooling? Let's go. Literally, literally, <laughs> literally. But you know, but like, yeah, but like, but uh, but in all seriousness, though, um, all jokes aside, um, I try to be who I needed when I was younger. Mm. It's nothing like trying to heal that inner child as mm-hmm. an adult. And the gag is, I've been in therapy for six years doing just that. And one thing I want to say to you is, I'm very proud of you. Thank you. I feel like everybody should go to therapy, even if you don't think you need it. Same, same, because... I've been in therapy since 2019. I've been in therapy since 2017. Yeah, I've been since 2019. And I can, like, I haven't been going as of late because my therapist had some other things going that I'm not going to you know, broadcast her business. Like, and I kind of feel like I've been, like, losing my way a little bit without my therapist. Oh, yeah. And, like, because I've, you know, I've built this bond with this person. Right. You know what I'm saying? You fall back into old habits. Yeah, like, and it's, like, not even old habits. It's more so of sometimes I feel like I don't know what I'm supposed to do in certain situations. Mm Like, don't get me wrong. Do I have my in-home therapist and, to, and my girlfriend? Yes. But I don't want to be unloading bullshit on her. You get what I'm saying? Like, even though, like, that's my partner. And, and and you know what, too? That's a really healthy perspective to have because, you know, I, I'm single right now. Mm-hmm. And I guess I can say I'm single I'm single by choice and that I want to be in a relationship, but I'm so stubborn about what I want and yeah, who I, I am as a person okay. that I'm like, I, I, I will be single then. <laughs> <laughs> but anywho, um, you know, like, and I, I, I've gone on dates with some really cool people, but just, you know, we just aren't compatible. And with that being said, um, one of my biggest things with dating is that I want a partner Put it out there and put it out. Manifest. You know, I, you know, I, I, you know, I want, I want a partner who doesn't expect me to be their mom, their therapist, their this, their that, right? And like, and not, not in an egotistical way, but just more in a sense of like, of just because we are dating does not mean that I, 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 I can be your. Like, let me just unload all of my trauma and just trauma dump, like. And you know what's so crazy? I feel like with that, like, you have to build something before that becomes into that. You know what I'm saying? Like, me and, and my, like we've been together going on three years in November. Mm-hmm. So it's like a lot, like, and I also feel like a lot of people, when they see me and her, they're like, oh, y'all so cute together. Y'all do. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's my baby. I love her to death. But like I said, it's going on three years. And it's like, we're still dating each other. Yeah, and relationships <laughs> and like, move differently. Yeah, like for different it's people. Like, yeah, it's like we're like I said, we're still dating each other, but we know each other very well. Like so, if it, if something is like really bothering me, she's just like, sit down. What's going on? And I love well, that. Well, no, <laughs> because because aren't friendships the same way? Yeah, because friendships are the same way. Platonic relationships are the same way. If you have somebody who you're very very close with platonically, mm-hmm. right? It's one of those things where it's kind of like you can start you can start to, to pick up on things. Mm-hmm. The same can be said for relationships. And I know for me, you know, I'm kind of in a place where I, you know, I I think all things considered, I think I'm in a good place. Right. 
in terms of my life, in terms of uh, my mental health, in terms of, you know, everything. And and now I'm at a place where I'm, like, really ready to, like, start dating. And I look, and I'm like, oh, ooh, ooh it's rough <laughs> out here. It's rough. You know, because, you know, because, like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the type of person where I want someone who is emotionally mature. Right. I want someone who won't... Who, when I say, hey, how are you doing? I'm fine. I'm just like, okay. You know, I, I, I completely understand that you had a rough day. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's fair for you to take it out on me. Now, we don't, you know, now, now you know, it's like, oh, hey, baby. You know, I, you know, I, you know, my day was, you know, it was rough. But, you know, can we talk in like an hour? Sure, yeah. Right. But also, like, people always... Like communication, Take, communication is so, key, so, so communication so important. Communication is, is key in life. It is yeah. friendships. But, yes, but I feel like people take things out on the people on a person that's closer to them, whether it be their partner or family member. And I'm not saying it's right. That's not something I'm saying. I'm not saying it's right. I think that it's projecting. Yeah, for sure. And I think like a lot of the times it's because what I have going on right now. And, you know, some people, like with me, like if I have something going on and she asks me how my day is going or how I feel, I'll just be like, I'll just shrug my shoulders and shake my head. And because to me, it's something that she can't fix. And you get what I'm saying? Like, and I feel and like that's how probably a lot of, like, right. like, you know, like there's something you can't fix and this is something I don't want to load right. onto you because I don't want you to feel like you have to worry about me and what I have going on. But as my partner is like, I want her to tell me every single thing that's bothering her. Who's bothering her? Why are they bothering her? And when do I have to go off this person? <laughs> right. Yep. And like you know, like and 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 I think for me, you know, what I've noticed is that you know when when you, you know when the when you are under when you when you're under a lot of stress, a lot of pressure, right? You know, was that the, the cortisol levels go up, the, mm-hmm. the the stress levels go up, right? You start to become, I guess, emotionally on edge in, in, in the sense of there's this one thing that's taking up so much of your space. Right. And someone else is like, hey, leave me alone, right? Yeah. And then you were like, oh, like, it's, 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 it's one of those things where I've learned for myself to, like, take a breath. And to, you know, and to remember that I have people who I can reach out to if things get to a certain point, right? right? Like, I, um, yeah, I would say, you know, um, I uh, recently, you know, recently I've, you know, I, you know, recently, you know, I had a bad mental health moment. And so, you know, I'll spend a couple of days with one of my homegirls, like, hey, you know, hey, you know, can I stay with you, whatever. He's like, yeah, yeah, you know, come over, you know. Right. One, one of my homegirls. Everybody needs a safe space. Yes. Everybody needs a safe space, whether it's, no matter who it is, like, everybody deserves that safe space. Because if you don't, if you don't, you're going to lose your fucking mm-hmm. mind. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, 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 and it's, it's good to have different circles yeah for different needs mm-hmm. i keep that, all my, i keep all my friends separate 
Right, and and, <laughs> and, 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 and and I think a perfect example of that is you got your D, you got your dirty D and D friends, and just keeping in mind you you a nigga, right? So right. you got your nerdy D and D friends, right? You know, you got your university chums, you got your your bar friends, right? And then you got your nerdy nigga friends. Then you got your hood nigga friends, right? You got your ratchet ass friends. Over right, your ratchet ass friends, <laughs> right? Like, right, like, right, right. You know, you, 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 you got your suburban Asian friends here. It's called, you, know, you got your international friends here. It's called balance. <laughs> it's called balance. But, um, so I want to kind of like wrap it up soon. Um. Let's get into Glee real quick before we before we get out of here. What you want to know? What you want to know? What you want to know? Oh no, because I didn't need for you to turn around and look at me like that. Oh no, 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 because oh, listen, I love Glee. No, I because love... I, I I need you to understand that you about to open up a can of worms because you weren't just talking to somebody who was a Glee, you know, who watched Glee, right? I was a Gleek. <laughs> I was a hardcore stan for, from the beginning to the very end. When I've seen every single episode three times over. Sometimes I just turn on an episode and just watch it. Glee was my form of escapism I'm as a, a teenager. at this point. Like, oh, I was down bad. I watch... <clears throat> so, okay. All right. What's your favorite performance? Ooh. From Glee. I got two. I have two also. And if it's the same two that I have, baby. <laughs> if, you, if, you it, go first? If, if it is, I got some questions I gotta ask. You want me to, you want me to go first? I, I can go first. I can go first. Okay. So the first one, I think it's I think it's in the first season. Um, <clears throat> Kurt is having this moment where he feels like he's living in Rachel's shadow. Yeah. And he sings Rose's turn from this musical called Gypsy. Okay. It's like it's, I think it's like a 1959 musical about this about this um, this like burlesque dancer this burlesque dancer named Gypsy Rosley mm-hmm. and like and that was actually her like name that was like her name. Okay. Um, and it, it and it was kind of a biographical. It was ba- it was based off of a biography of it was based off of, it was based off of a biography of said Gypsy Rosley. And a part of the story centers around how her mother is this like stage mom mm-hmm. and how and how things just never happened for her mom in terms of the entertainment industry. And so now she's like living vicariously through her kids. And at this point in the show, in the song that Kurt sings, at this point, Rose, that's the mom, mm-hmm. realizes that all of her kids left her. And now she's like, you know, you would be nothing without me. When's it my turn? When's it going to be about me? When am I going to get the spotlight? Yeah. And Kurt sings that song. Or rather, Chris Colfer sings that song. When I tell you, Chris, 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 baby, if you're listening, (laughs) you ate that shit up. And don't you ever forget it. (laughs) And with that being said, Chris Colfer, Chris Colfer was told to take five. But he heard change lives. And he did just that. That performance in itself should be regarded as a, as a cultural reset. See, I never knew that. I 
love. Oh, he ate that song up. And I think part of it too, that song came out when I was in middle. Like the the, the day the, the day that episode premiered, it was like middle school for me. Mm-hmm. And I was going through a very very um, not fun time. I'll keep it at that. Okay. <laughs> um, and that song really, really, um, really helped me. It really uh, encapsulated the emotions or, 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 or rather really um, not capulated but oh god now I'm, now I'm blinking on my words give me one quick second I know it's it's it's, it's captivated? really it, huh captivated no it really encompassed okay a lot of the complex emotions I was feeling about myself and the world around me that's all i'll say with that and that's why i love musical theater so much you're asking me about like what what was it i mean it was, it was a lot of things this is one of those moments mm-hmm. but this was part of that that whole moment where i realized oh my god musical theater really helped to really helped to spotlight a lot of the complex emotions that i felt and that song was the first time where I kind of saw, I was like, that, that's when I'm feeling, that this is it, that this right. is it for me. Right. So it's that song, and then it is, it's season, season four, I believe, season four, episode four, I believe. And basically, um, Rachel gets accepted into Niata, mm-hmm. which is, I think, which I think is like what, like the New York yeah. School of Dramatic Arts or something. Yeah. Um, and Kate Hudson plays her teacher and and there's this whole big thing where Kate Hudson's character just reads Rachel down. <laughs> it's like dragging her for filth, right? And it's giving very much a certain group of individuals who like to prey on 18-year-old girls. That's all I'll say about that. Mm. Um... And there's this whole thing where she tells Rachel that she can't be sexy. Like you aren't like she calls her she calls her swimmer because she looks I, I guess she looks like a unsexy David Schwimmer. <laughs> <laughs> or something the most unhinged shit ever. And mind that you That show was unhinged. It was so unhinged. <laughs> I mean, I, I was here for every single episode, even though I have feelings about things. But I'm yeah. not gonna get I'm not gonna go there. Uh, but anywho. So she gets this idea to, she's like, oh, I can't be sexy. Okay, I'll show you sexy. Oh, and, oh, oh, and, it, and, and, like, and it, and it becomes this whole thing where Rachel kind of challenges her teacher, and it's like, you don't think I can be sexy? And so it becomes this whole thing where she, she goes to the dancers, she's like, all that jazz, and try and keep up. And so they have this almost diva off, and they're singing all that jazz from Chicago. And they're wearing these like black leotards and they're like doing all these like dances and shit. And high school Ariel. That was the best de- like I was that upset. Was the shit like that was that was it. I was like <gasps> And 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 I think really what it was is I think I wanted the agency that a lot of those characters had that I felt like I couldn't have yeah. as a young person. Right. And of course, I didn't have the I didn't have this language to really 
express that back then. But I realized why I liked high school musical. I realized why I liked Glee and, mm-hmm. and Rent and Dreamgirls right. because of the fact that I think that there was this there was this agency. There is a, a there is a musical agency, right? You listen mm-hmm. to um, you know I am what I am from uh, Lakeshock Follies. You have my shot from Hamilton, uh, um, Everything's Coming Up Roses, from Gypsy, uh, uh, Corner of the Sky, from, from Pippin. What's, what's the other one? Um, all of these songs that really emphasize the, the need to, 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 I'm choosing me, I'm choosing my life, this is it. And I don't think, I don't think it felt like I wasn't afforded that agency. Yeah. Or, 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 or rather, or, or rather, it feels like black kids are not afforded the agency to be their own person, right. to be their own whatever. And, and, so, and so I say all that to say, because I know, I know, I know we're talking about <laughs> No, you're fine. Um, but I liked musical theater because it showed me a world where I could have my own agency. I guess both artistically, and I think both artistically and spiritually. Yeah, I guess. Right. Um, but yeah, so all my little nerdy hot takes aside, you know, when it comes to theater, musical theater, and everything, you know, I think musical. I think I liked it so much because it showed me an alternate world where I could have agency over who I am, mm-hmm. right, and over who I could be. And, and yeah, you know, as nerdy as it sounds, musical theater did save my life. Theater, in many many ways, kept me going, kept sustaining me. Um, which, which I, you know, which I, 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 I think we need more. Which I, I think black kids who want to do theater need to hear is that you know you you, you can, it is okay to be black and to love musical theater. Right, doesn't make you less black. Right. It doesn't make you less of a nigga. It doesn't make you an Oreo or the fuck you want to call it. Right, exactly. I hate that term. Same. I hate that term. Same. And, and and I think we've internalized it so much as kids, we just throw it around. Yeah. So, I don't think I've ever, like, my first time ever hearing what the word Oreo was was like a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. I never knew what it was. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, why the fuck would they be called that? Like, because, you, you know, because, because it's that whole thing of. Of like, you know, this isn't what we do. Mm-hmm. We being black folks. But it's like, what do black... Before we get right, into... Right, like, what does that mean? Yeah, like, what like what, what can and what doesn't black... Like, what don't black wait, folks Wait, do what, 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 what are we saying? I feel like such a limiting thing. So, like, like who says that? Who says that? <laughs> you, you know, because... And, and, and I know... And I'm, it's like, let, like, my thing is, let black people be... Whoever the fuck they want to be, right? And, and you know, let me listen to whatever the fuck right. I want to listen to in my headphones, you know, or because, in my home. Because you know, because it, you know, how I see it, you know, if if these white girls can listen to all the shows, why the fuck can I? If they can fucking buy a pair of all white forces and then dirty them, dirty them up. Well, I would never do that because I absolutely hate that. I, I hate it. I think. That's oh, I'm so not a shoe person. I, <laughs> I like tennis shoes. Yeah. I like me all black shoe. I, I can wear. I'm over boots, girl. But to answer your question from earlier, we do not have the same 
performances from uh, performances from Glee. Okay. Mine is totally different. What was yours? Okay, so number one, I watched. I I can go back and go watch this part all the time. Mm-hmm. When Mercedes and Santana sung. River Deep Out High? That is my favorite. Yes! I like. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all can't see this fool, but she is running around my living room. That's That's because, like, that's my all time favorite Tina Turner song. That's my all time favorite Tina Turner song. I love me. So, like, Tina Turner? <laughs> like, as Medea would say. Yeah, like, I don't think people understand. Tina Turner what, was mother. Tina yeah, Turner is she's mother. She is. Mother was mothering down hard when she came out with that song. Like, I, I'm so mad that that song didn't do what it needed to do back then because now everybody appreciates that song. That song showed her vocal strength. Not only can she do rock and roll, she said, oh, I could have a whole orchestra behind me and sing this shit. Right. But my second favorite um, performance from that was, uh, from Glee, is um, when Santana did Valerie. Mm. And that choreography with Britney. And um, what is his name? Uh, 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 Sam? No, not Sam. Not Sam. Oh, God. He's, what is he's the dancer. The, yes, the Asian guy. I cannot Mike. Think of, Mike, yes. When them two did that choreography was amazing. Mm. Also, also one thing, let's, let's all be clear here. Santana and Mercedes, and I th- was her name Christina? The Asian girl? Tina. Tina. Let's all be clear. Those three girls, them three, could sing their asses off. I don't understand why everybody was so fond of Leah Michelle. I hated it. Because that's how it is in musical theater. Because um, in in musical theater, it's it's like the... Culturally, what I've noticed over the past couple of years and just looking historically is that... Oh, I got one more. Oh, God. I... You got me started with the, that. The, you know, the, 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 the reason why we don't see, the reason why we haven't seen a whole lot of black alphabets, a whole lot of black windows. I mean, we, we have now, mm-hmm. but it's just that because, and, the, and, and, and I can't speak for these writers and what their intentions were with these characters, right? right? But I know that it's, 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 it's like, it's Glenda, our alphabet is meant to be this girl who experiences discrimination based on her, based off of her green skin, mm-hmm. through and through. So why haven't we had a black alphabet? Why isn't it taking so long? Right, because there's not green people. So. Well, I, well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like, but you know, but like, yeah, yeah, but I mean, but it's less about the green and it's more about, like, you know, because I, I think alphabet should be green, but yeah. oh, just, sure. that, that's the show. Yeah. But that's not this. When I'm getting at is more so um if we're supposed to believe that this character known as Elphaba is getting quote unquote discriminated against for her green skin why has it taken so long for a black actor to um be in that role. To be the principal actor for this character, right? Or, or to, or to, um, 
why is it taking so long for a black woman to step into that role? You know, and this isn't to say that there hasn't been women of color in this role, because there definitely has been, but it's been over, but the women who've played Elphaba have been overwhelmingly white. Mm. Which sucks. And, you know, like, and again, I, I know, I, I think the show, the show is not, it is not a bad, it's, you know, it's not a bad musical. You know, it's definitely showing its era because it's hit, Wicked turns 20 this October really? the 30th. Yeah, it's been, it's been running on Broadway since October 30th, 2003. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I believe it's now considered to be the fourth, the fourth longest, longest running show currently on Broadway. Not to cut you off. I got, I got a third one. Mm-hmm. My third favorite um, performance off of Glee was when they were singing to Coach Man. When they were singing Shake It Out. Oh, that crushed me. I love that. I, shake it out, shake it Cause out. Because Tina was out, really showing her vocals. Oh. Also, that's one of my favorite fucking songs. I love Florence and the Machine. Mine, when Santana did Mine. By Taylor Swift. Oh yes. Oh, or how about when she did um, "Rest in Peace" to a legend, Corey Monteith. Him too. Oh, that's so shitty. Like him too. No good. <laughs> but no. But but no. No. Rest in peace to a legend. Rest in peace to the one who was just super, the most unhinged, unhinged person on that show, Naya Rivera. I love that bitch so Rest much. Rest in peace. Me. We love you and we miss you. And Glee was nothing without you. And I'm so mad that they did not do a tribute to her. And I get that COVID happened, but something should have happened. They should have named, like how they named his episode the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Her should have been named the cheerleader. Well, like, you know, and, and see, that's the thing, too. She died after the show. After the show was done, I know. But they were supposed to like come together and do something for her, like a, a reunion, like a high school reunion type of thing for mm-hmm. her. And I think when I think COVID had happened, so that was something that they were trying mm-hmm. like planning on doing. Oh. But when she has sung "Songbird" to Britney by Fleetwood uh, Mac, I boo hooed, and that like I listen. All right, y'all. I got to wrap this up because niggas like us got shit to do in the morning. <laughs> retweet, retweet. Also, too, I'm, I'm old. I, I'm about to turn 26 in a couple of months. So You think that's old? I'll be oh. 35 in March. What are you talking about? Listen, 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 listen. 26, very much young. So very young, very sprucey. But the thing is, for me, sprucey is a crazy fucking word. Sprucey? <laughs> Get the fuck out of my. Bye. We're about to wrap this up. Wait, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> don't cancel me. Don't cancel me. Please don't. I. Wait, do, do I have to do the notes app apology now? No. No. Sprucey? I don't know. I. I'll just be saying this <laughs> I told you I'm unhinged. I told you. I don't know any better. I'm unhinged. <laughs> I want to thank Ariel for coming on to the pod. I really, really, really want to thank you for this. I did not know how I was going to get you on here because you don't know how to write people back. 
But I have your number now, so there's that. I have. <laughs> listen, listen. And I, I, you know, I'm not gonna hold you. My, my friends know I can be really bad about responding to people. It's it's ADHD. Um, <laughs> and I tell all my friends, I'm like, mine, my my ADHD is either I respond back too late, or I respond back too fast. It's either right away, it's either right away, or like two weeks. No between. <laughs> Mine is never two weeks. Mine is like later on in the day because I need to get my thoughts together or I just like I don't have time for it right now. But um, thank you and I appreciate you. You can come back whenever you want to. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. I, I enjoyed it. Good. Good. This good. Was cute. It was a cute little kiki. <laughs> Always remember God forgives. I don't and I never will.